the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now at eight minutes past ten o'clock. Thanks very much. Thanks also to Congressman Jim Jordan for joining us last half hour. It's a Tuesday, the fifth morning of the tenth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Time for the nightcap of our double header. That's a couple of power, power hitters here. I guess we could call them the three and four hitters maybe in a lineup too. Uh, but Jordan and now Peter Kersenow back with us on AM 1420, the answer for his regular Tuesday visit. Peter Kersenow is an attorney. He's a best-selling author. He's a columnist. He used to be a professor and will probably go back to doing that again someday of law uh, at uh, uh, John Marshall uh, or at uh, Cleveland Marshall School of Law, rather, uh, Cleveland State. He's also, of course, a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. Peter Kersenow, good to have you back, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well, but what I am decidedly not is a cleanup hitter. Baseball was probably my worst <laughs> Sport, as my classmates would tell you, and coaches used to rib me all the time. I had no proficiency at baseball whatsoever. Football, I was pretty decent. You know, basketball, I could probably play track. I was, you know, better than average. But uh, baseball, I was, I was a wreck. All right. Well, metaphorically, I'll come up with something better for you next time. But I had to find some way to describe Jordan and Kirsten out back to back. So I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> Peter, if I were to say to you that you have your own individual personal rights to your own property, but um, it would be for the greater good of society if you gave up that personal property of yours uh, and gave it to uh, gave it to the government in order for the government to dole it out for the greater good of society. What would you call that? Well, I would think you'd been spending too much time talking to Engels and Marx, and maybe for good measure, Lenin. Um, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this thing. I do, um, and, and, and I want to set it up here, Pete, before you get into your, um, into your uh, real response here. Because we obviously know that we are talking about Marxism or communism. 
Um, so what if I just change the language from personal property to personal medical freedom, personal medical choices? If you give those up for the betterment of society, would that also not be the same Marxism and communism? In many ways, I think it would be even more challenging, although you see much of that in the Soviet Union. You see it currently in the old Soviet Union. You saw it in China. You see it in many totalitarian regimes, most of which have a Marxist uh, bent to it. It's chilling, and that's why many of us have been talking about the incursions on our liberties. Let's face it, Marxism is the extinguishment of liberties. The liberties belong to the government. The government gets to tell you whatever they want to do. You're simply the subject, and you must abide by it. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be in bad shape economically, sometimes even in terms of your own life. Um, This is not something that should be... Once liberties such as that have been eroded just a little bit, it is, and I hate to use a trite term, but it truly is a slippery slope. There's not much else right. left to, to operate as a bulwark against the remaining well, well the incursions on the remaining freedoms. Peter, that's precisely why I think this is so terrifying. Uh, I played this for Jim Jordan, um, and I know you're busy. You can't listen all the time, so maybe you haven't heard it yet. I heard it last night for the first time. He said this last week after giving a speech in Montreal to the Canadian Broadcast Company. Dr. Anthony Fauci was asked what message he has for people who are vaccine hesitant or uh, in more of a a slur, uh, anti-vaxxers. What message he has for them? And this was his answer, Peter Kersenow. What people have to appreciate that indeed you do have personal liberties for yourself and you should be in control of that. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. There's no doubt that that's the case. Now you see the reason for my question there, Peter. If you literally substitute the words personal property or private property for personal rights uh, as it pertains to you know your health, for the greater good of society here, Anthony Fauci, the highest paid federal employee in the country, just called for the people to accept communism, that their individual rights are secondary and the rights of the state, or as he called it, society, come first. And your, thought, your thoughts are what? Yeah, my thoughts are, and I want to be precise about this, um, a couple things. I mean, there's so, so much to say. Volumes have been written about the essential elements of this, actually. But, um, and again, to be precise and to give, <laughs> to the extent he deserves any, uh, Fauci the benefit of the doubt, the question that needs to be posed is, what are the limiting principles? Because to a point, it is true that you don't have unbridled autonomy. In other words, you can't simply do anything you want to in society. But that is significantly curbed. That, that point I just made is significantly curbed when it comes to your own personal autonomy, healthcare autonomy. Now, it's still true that if, for whatever reason, you, decisions you make may have or visit harms upon others, then possibly you have
have a responsibility to curb some of those liberties. But the problem is this. Again, what are the limiting principles? Because we don't see any from Fauci. And Fauci, as a government official, saying that is chilling. And we know what his history has been. This is a man who has, frankly, he has acted as if he's some grand potentate issuing edicts here. Just a couple of days ago, he said, basically, you know, he's playing Grinch, no more Christmas. Um, And he enjoys this exercise of power. But going back to the principal question, if you as an individual do not have autonomy, let's put it this way. Starting this month, the Supreme Court in the new October term is going to be considering abortion rights case, okay? What do we hear from the Fauci's of the world or 50% of our populace, or or almost 50%, the Democratic Party, about my body, my choice? Um, There are marches about this. There are Supreme Court decisions about this. They go crazy about it, and to an extent... What the Supreme Court has done under Roe versus Wade is said that there is a right of personal autonomy there. That's going to be tested in this term in, in some respects. Uh, you've got the, um, I think it's the Dobbs case, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, right. uh, as to the pre-viability case. But um, the very same folks who, depending on the circumstances, say the government can't be telling me what to do with my body, in this particular case where arguably there is no direct threat. In other words, if you choose not to get a vaccine, there is not a straight line from that to showing that somebody else is going to die because of your decision. And whether or not you take the vaccine and whether or not you get sick, you know, well, you know, that's your choice. There is a straight line from abortion to the death of a baby. That's a straight line. Okay. Now, now you've got people who try to lie that by saying, "Well, it's just, it's just a fetus. It's not viable." It's not, you know, they come up with all these things, but there's a yeah. death that occurs. That there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So for Fauci to say that, and knowing how he has acted in the last year and a half, I would say, uh, uh, well, this is a family show, and it's early in the morning, so I'm not going to say what I would like to say to him. But Fauci needs to shut up. Well, I. <laughs> I can only wonder what you would have said if it wasn't a family show, because uh, that's very direct, and I agree. He does need to do that. Hugh Hewitt, by the way, who I don't want to get into this, because Hugh Hewitt is is pro-vax to the max, um, but he actually asked Dr. Fauci last week in a live interview if he would consider stepping down, because not that Hugh disagrees with him, because he doesn't. He just said that because Fauci has become a lightning rod for controversy, because he has flip-flopped on so many different things, and because he no longer really has the trust of the public, in Hugh's opinion... Dr. Fauci's absence would actually lead to more vaccinations because a lot of people are literally avoiding it because they don't trust him right now. So the idea that Dr. Fauci needs to shut up and fade away, I think, is is uh, agreeable on all sides, but for different reasons. Yeah. And, you know, I think you and I have talked about Fauci over the last year and a half. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but back in March of 2020, I didn't trust the guy. I'm not trying to highlight the fact that I've got great judgment in people, but he was saying things right out of the box that didn't make sense. And it's continued for the last year and a half. And what's peculiar is, if you take a look at his pronouncements, they seem to follow a particular political path. Um, I didn't trust him because it seemed to me as if he was making pronouncements based on politics more than medical science, and his politics were clearly to the left. Uh, Anything that would enhance 
government power, it seems like he was in favor of, and anything that eroded personal autonomy, he was in, fa- he, he was, um, uh, in favor of. So, um, you know, I, I think that it's dangerous when the government starts telling people what they can do, especially if there is no direct link to a harm to somebody else. And the whole thing with the vaccine is that, um, you know, if if I decide, if everyone right now, we've got, I think it's 66% of everybody has been vaccinated, pretty much most vulnerable people have been vaccinated. Those who are unvaccinated consist of mainly young kids who are pretty much immune. And, um, and when I say pretty much, you know, all these people out here, are, they think the, the coronavirus is the greatest threat since the beginning of man time. Uh, don't get your, you know, don't get too excited about that. Yeah, there are discrete cases where maybe somebody, but it's like getting hit by a meteor. Um very few people are in jeopardy there. Most people uh, who are have been vaccinated. So if someone's not vaccinated, again, I look out for my fellow man, but why do you care? Why should you care? If the science, as Fauci presents, us, pre- presents it to us from on high, is accurate, if his science, and it's his science, that you know, you're 90-something percent immune if you get both vaccines, then at that point, why don't you let the person who hasn't been vaccinated, make his own individual choice. It's not going to affect you at all. Right. And and that's the point that he went on to make. He, he, he completely denied that part of it and saying, if you are unvaccinated because you don't think it's going to have a, a great, you know, deleterious impact on you because you're younger, you're healthier and so on and so forth, that's fine. But then when you pass it on to somebody else and make them sick and die, that's on you. And Peter, yesterday, or excuse me, Sunday night, there was a whistleblower, a Facebook whistleblower on 60 Minutes. I don't know if you happen to catch any of that. But she basically, she was a former employee of Facebook. She copied some tens of thousands of documents that prove that Facebook knows that by fostering dissent, by fostering and promoting disagreement, it's, for lack of a better way of saying it, the the, the, um, addiction of people to the platform is is stronger it's like the dopamine levels go up higher when people see all of these kinds of things and so even though they know that's leading to uh, a lot of very terrible things for people personally people get depressed people get angry people you know commit suicide all these other things it also leads to you know fights in the streets and this and that and the other even though they know that's the case and the documents showed that they did know that um they continue to do that because it leads to more screen time. The more viewing time on the platform, the more they can charge their advertisers and so forth. So essentially that's why she quit Facebook and is coming out and she's testifying on Capitol Hill today about this. I bring that up, Peter, because I think Anthony Fauci is doing something very, very similar by describing vaccine-hesitant people as the people who are going to kill others. It is leading to... You know, what is going to be violent, not just rhetoric, but violence between, you know, individuals based on their views on vaccine. People who are hesitant to get vaccines are called anti-vaxxers and then flat earthers and then killers, quite frankly. And it leads to even more. He has to know that he's causing more social unrest and potential violence uh, than, uh, you know, than than anybody else really could. Yeah, I think he has to know because he's he's not he's not a dummy. I don't think he's the greatest physician in the world. The guy doesn't, I mean, he really didn't practice medicine for the last nearly 50 years. He's been a bureaucrat. I don't think he's seen a patient. I don't know if he's ever seen a patient. That doesn't necessarily make it a disqualifier, but he has enormous power 
and he knows it as enormous access to the media. Most mainstream media think of him as infallible, and someone like that needs to exercise some discretion. What I don't like is that he's been all over the map. He has admitted that he has made certain statements that were false at the time, knowingly false, in yeah. order to get people to do what he wants them to do. We've got, um, you know, the CDC. For I mean, there's, there's so much to talk about with respect to Anthony Fauci that I, I agree with you, Hewitt. I think he should have stepped down a long time ago. And I was always puzzled back in April of last year when he was in those press conferences with um, President Trump. Why President Trump? gave him the microphone, because it seemed to me that Fauci, again, was all over the map. He was undermining President Trump in a very sneaky way, it seemed to me. I mean, every, he'd get up there and say things that would subtly contradict what the president said. And of course, the president's not a medical professional. But the president, when you took a look at what Trump was saying, he was right more often than Fauci was. Yeah. So it's, um, th- this is not a guy who should be held up as someone telling us, telling the nation what to do with our respective bodies. Peter Kersenow is with us on AM 1420. The answer will take a time out. We'll be right back uh, on The Authority. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, it's 1026. Now we continue. On AM 1420, The Answer with Peter Kersenow. So, Peter, uh, last thing on this before we get to the bottom of the hour news, and then we're going to shift and uh, get into a couple of other things, including the extraordinary uh, battle on Capitol Hill over the uh, uh, spending bill, and then also about the Department of Justice targeting parents for being too aggressive in defending their children against indoctrination in schools. But the last thing on the on the COVID thing, for at least right now, they just fired 1,400 healthcare workers. The largest healthcare uh, organization in the state of New York just fired 1,400 uh, healthcare workers uh, because they did not want to get vaccinated. Now, again, a lot of these are nurses. How can those who are proposing vaccine mandates and uh, possibly justify still calling this a pandemic and a health emergency if they literally are firing the people who provide care for the people who are sick. Um, I, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. We have a health emergency. In response to that, we're going to fire a whole lot of health care workers and make the lines at the hospitals even longer, uh, uh, delay treatment, delay pe- for people who, have, people who need treatment for things other than COVID because they don't have any healthcare workers to care for them. Can somebody explain to me, or Peter, can you explain to me, how it is that firing people who work in the life-saving business helps to save lives? Nope, I can't explain it. <laughs> and yet it's happening. It's happening. And it's happening yeah, with know, the, at the direct orders of the government, whether it be federal or state or local. It's happening with the direct orders of the government. Yeah, there's so many layers to this. We could talk about this for hours. It goes back to the original question you posed at the top of the hour with respect to, you know, the autonomy people exercise over their bodies. Uh, But this doesn't make a whole lot of sense on a number of fronts. As you indicated, logistically, if we are truly in a pandemic, if we're overrun with these cases, you know, and there was the Delta variant surge and all of that, um, it is a corollary to defund the police. 
You know, it's some of the dumbest things. Who, who's in charge is basically the question. I mean, there's so much to address here. I don't even know where to begin, Bob. I don't know where to begin, but let's just go, as you just touched upon, the practical level. What we're trying to do is improve outcomes for people and improve the overall delivery of healthcare services for those who have um, coronavirus. And it seems to me that one of the things you would do in that respect is have more healthcare workers, not fire healthcare workers. We already have, in many cases, some shortages in certain precincts. And yet they're firing individuals, many of whom, you know, have what, what strikes me is I've talked to a number of health care workers over the last year and a half during the coronavirus pandemic, and they've got a better perspective on these things than, say, a Mike DeWine does or an Anthony Fauci does or you and I do because they do it every single day. I've got relatives, you know, who are in the healthcare profession. Uh, they deal with patients on a daily basis. And they make rational decisions. What strikes me about this, Bob, and I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent from where you are, what strikes me about this is that thousands upon thousands in any given state of healthcare workers have decided not to get the vaccine and in some respects are vehemently opposed to doing so. What do they know that we don't? That's what's really strange. Nobody's asking many of the questions that uh, I think common sense pe people with common sense would ask during the course of this entire pandemic. We're told certain things, and they don't compute. Now, because we have, in a large respect in our society, succumbed to um, experts or the, we, we have deferred to ex supposed expertise, we think that people know what they're doing when they, when they do these things, but the last year and a half should have disabused us of well, that. Well, well Peter, ahead, Peter the, the the part about expert is is that is is the key part of this. Um, what they tell you is that experts say you must wear a mask because of this and this. Health experts say you must do this because of this and this and this. But they only rely on the experts that are agreeing with their narrative or their agenda. Right. There are just as many scientific and and medical experts saying something different. Those people are called quacks. Those people are dismissed as, as being purveyors of misinformation. Those people aren't up with the modern science. Those people don't count. Um, the reality of it is, is that medical science is un proven in a lot of these areas or, or or things are not necessarily confirmed the science is not quote unquote settled and yet they are dismissing and eliminating half of the uh, of the experts because they don't like the outcomes of their equation yeah the mistake the mistake you're making bob is you're you're not relying on the true experts like joy reed and chris cuomo who i i think they've attained their medical degrees at uh, i think one of them was harvard and who knows what but but those are the people we should be listening to you know the talking uh, heads on msnbc and cnn who can barely put on a Band-Aid. Um, but that, that's where we are today. You know, we've politicized medicine, and as a result, it's being corrupted, much in the fashion that the, the media or the right. news profession has been corrupted. Yeah, and these medical professionals, again, are some that typically are in the same camp with uh, these individuals. We're talking about Harvard professors, Stanford professors, and doctors, and so forth, who are all being dismissed because they are not agreeing with the narrative. And there's a... There's got to be a real reason for that. All right, we'll uh, shift gears. We're going to talk about the Attorney General and the Department of Justice turning on you, parents who are challenging school boards. That's coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Keeping you politically coherent on AM 1420, The Answer. 
Okay, 1037. We'll continue now with Peter Kirsten now on AM 1420, The Answer, with one more segment. Peter, let's... Uh, I want to get into uh, your realm now. Let's talk about the law, and let's talk about the Justice Department. Um, Merrick Garland has ordered the FBI to start targeting parent groups that are going to and descending upon school board meetings and demanding that school boards um, abolish any curricula demands or curricula requirements that include either by name things like critical race theory or just teaching of the lessons included in critical race theory without using the name because that is what typically what uh, gets them in trouble. And many teachers have, have reported they teach it to their kids without using the name so that they don't violate any rules. But school boards are not overseeing uh, what these children are being taught uh, or indoctrinated in, with. And so parents have been coming, as you know, to school boards, and they are running for school board. They are trying to change uh, the leadership and so forth. Well, Merrick Garland has bowed once again to the left, of which he is a, a strong part, and has ordered the FBI to investigate these parents um, and their, quote, intimidating and harassing tactics against school boards and suggested that they be treated as potential domestic terrorists. Now, Pete, I ask this uh, of you, or I bring this up to you, rather, just uh, one week after hearing the uh, Democrat candidate for Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe stand on a stage and declare that parents have no business being in schools and telling teachers what should or should not be taught. Education should be left to the public educators. This is not your realm, parents. So it, it's one thing for a Democrat to say that. It's another thing for the AG to treat them like terrorists and not concerned right. parents about what their children are being force-fed. You say what? There's, there's so much to say about this, Bob. We need several hours because we get into so many different areas of constitutional law, of just simple how we operate as a society in this country. But um, it's, it's striking. I, I think I'm probably going to get investigated because I've been involved with multiple groups related to, you know, school boards implementing CRT and all this woke nonsense that are harming our children. And you could always, another aspect of this is what are we doing with the FBI when we are weaponizing the FBI against so-called domestic terrorists, which they can't find? The FBI has got enough on its hands, and let's, let's be frank, they haven't necessarily covered themselves with glory. And I'm not talking about individual FBI agents, but my goodness, for the last five years, we've seen them go down multiple rabbit holes and even... The, the evidence looks like it, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be nice about it, but it sure does look strong, like the FBI was involved from the very beginning in the Russia collusion hoax and perpetuated it, knowing what it was that was completely false. But here we have the Attorney General of the United States, and I've argued before Mayor Garland when he was on the D.C. Circuit and thought he was an outstanding jurist, uh, but I've since seen his, his um, performance as an Attorney General, and he should have stayed on the bench because he was doing much better there than he is as Attorney General of the United States. We have something in the United States called the First Amendment. When these, these parents go before their respective school boards to challenge this toxic critical race, which is the essence of anti-Americanism, um, they have a right to petition their government for the redress of grievances. When they go before the school board, that's what the First Amendment is all about, to peaceably assemble, to petition the government for the redress of grievances, to exercise free speech rights. And now the FBI is acting more like the NKVD or the KGB or, or now um, 
you know, it'd be the uh, SVR, or actually it wouldn't be the SVR because they're the external Soviet uh, or, or Russian security forces. But nonetheless, this is extraordinary. And, and I think we're not treating this with the kind of alarm that it should, it should prompt in us. They are, you know, they're going after supposed domestic terrorists all the time. Hey, Bob, for, for the last several years, we've heard about white supremacy and domestic terrorists. Okay, they're going the the media, uh, the people I mentioned before, Joy Reid, Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, all those people, domestic terrorists and white supremacy. We even have people saying that white supremacy is the greatest threat to America today. But in the last five years, how many white supremacists have you heard about being arrested because they've been plotting against the United States? They've been doing anything other than really stupid things. And most of them have been FBI informants, it turns out, like the kidnap plot of uh, the, the idiot uh, Michigan mayor. I'm sorry for saying that, but uh, the, the, the Michigan uh, governor. Um, you know, it turns out that most of them were FBI informants. I mean, and the same thing with January 6th. What is happening now is chilling, and there's no understating this. We're not conspiracy theorists who want to engage in this kind of, of, of talk, Bob. They're the ones who are acting as if they're totalitarians in broad daylight. They're not even trying to sugarcoat it. And what they've done is, when they have gotten the FBI and when uh, Mayor Garland charged the FBI with doing this, he involved, among others, the National Security Division. The National Security Division? Of the FBI. In other words, when mom and pop go to the Parma school board and say, hey, Johnny is being subjected to these, these, this curricula that says that he is, and he is presumed to be a racist, that now requires the National Security Division of the FBI to get involved? The National Security Division? The Chinese are running away with billions of dollars in our commercial and military secrets, and they're going after mom and pop at Michigan at uh, Parma School Board. This is craziness, craziness, not from just the standpoint of the First Amendment violations, but just to the soul and the essence of who we are as a people. The FBI is being sicked on us. Um, hey, maybe the FBI should focus on real crimes that are occurring because in the last year we had the largest increase in the murder rate in the history of this country. The FBI's own uniform crime report says that. Maybe they should be a little bit involved in that. All other kinds of crimes. Property crime is down just slightly in terms of number, number of incidents, but again, a record amount of crop property crime in terms of dollar value occurred. Rapes, aggravated assault, every kind of crime spiking through the roof. Won't the FBI concentrate on that rather than some parent who's concerned that his child is being told that he's basically Adolf Hitler. And, and that is exactly what they're teaching young white children, that you are racist, you are terrible, you are oppressors, and so on and so forth. And it's not even your fault. It's in your DNA. But we're going to have to teach that out of you. We're going to have to train that out of you. We're going to minimize and limit your whiteness in order to make you a little bit more palatable. Um, Pete, what's notable about this, uh, uh, the, the letter from Merrick Garland, the memo from Merrick Garland and the press release from the Department of Justice as a whole. They both refer to uh, intimidation, harassment, and threats of violence against school administrators. Yet neither one of the documents listed a single threat of violence, a single credible threat that they can say, this is what's unacceptable, this is what we're going to look into, this is what we're going to look for. They just they threw that threats of violence in there along with harassment and intimidation. And what they're going to do, Pete, is they're going to take a parent who goes to the school board meeting during the public comment segment and does their five minutes and yells 
and really attacks and says, you can't do this because of this, this, and this. Reading graphic pornography from the books that are available in the school libraries, which they have done as well. Crying about what's being done to their children. All of these things we've seen from parents, and they're going to say, that's intimidating, and that's harassment, and that is going to get you investigated by the FBI. The threats of violence was almost thrown in there as an afterthought, because they have no credible threats of violence in the 1,400, uh, or 14,000 rather, school districts in this country. They have no threats of violence that they can point to. So what they're going to do, in my opinion, Pete, and give me your thoughts on this, is say that the harassment and intimidation is going to come from your presence at all disagreeing with the board. And that's yeah. going to try, that's going to essentially dissuade people from going. They're like, I would go to the school board meeting tonight and let them have it over what they're doing to our kids, but I don't want to get investigated by the FBI. I think you've nailed it exactly, Bob. This is an attempt to suppress the exercise of our rights. Um, They're doing this in so many regards. January 6th and the so-called insurrection is an example of that. They claimed that it was an armed insurrection. There was no, you know, nobody was armed or anything like that. But we've seen that in a number of spheres now where they're trying to shut down debate. They're they're doing it even in the budget. If you look through, we don't have time to go through it, but the attempt here is, I won't, be histrionic about it. They're not trying to erase the First Amendment, but the First Amendment will be unrecognizable after they're done with it. This is chilling. It needs to be stopped. And last week, you permitted me to give out the phone numbers. This is the kind of stuff we have to get involved in now, because the radical erosion of our rights is proceeding apace. We can't be sitting on our hands. I don't, there's no way I can overemphasize this and the need for citizen involvement here, because we may not get a chance. This is, I never thought I would say something like this, and it makes me sound like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. Had I said this 10 years ago, clearly you should be fitting me with a tinfoil hat. But right now, I think you're putting your head in the sand when you don't say such things. We are losing our freedoms, and it's happening rapidly. And in many respects, we're not even noticing when it's happening. Many of us see what is happening, but there's so many other subtle things they're doing. So let the White House know this is unforgivable. Parents have a right to petition their school board, especially when school boards are doing stupid things, like you said, inserting pornography into the curriculum. And that's what they're doing. That's not, a, that's not hyperbole. Um, telling people that they have privileges based on skin color, regardless of what they think is going on. Some poor Appalachian kids got greater privilege than uh, the, the Obama twins or the Obama girls. Uh, this is so insidious. Or Bronny Jr. Call the Capitol switchboard. Call them. Ask for your congressman and say, Stop the weaponization of the FBI against parents petitioning the school board or some version of that. You don't have to be Cicero or Disraeli when you talk to them about this. Simply get your point across. Stop the weaponization of the FBI against parents. Stop it. The number for the Capitol switchboard is 202-224-3121. Again, for those of you who have your index pad right next to your phone or computer, 202-224-3121. Ask for your congressman or ask for any congressman and give them the what for. This is important stuff because in four years, we won't have an America as we know it. As bizarre as that sounds, I've been on this earth for a long time, through a number number of administrations, but we are at a point where we are beyond hysterics. This is the real world we're living in. It's the world that they are creating. Also, you may want to call Joe Biden. Don't, by the way, 
say what we saw at Talladega or almost half of the uh, stadiums across the country. But you, you can mean give let's go, Brandon. You mean let's, let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. Doesn't that doesn't that crystallize everything <laughs> you needed to know about the media, Bob? That everything you need to know in the media was captured in that five seconds, right there. So it, I, I from mean, the hundred by laptop to let's go, Brandon. I I actually gave that reporter the benefit of the doubt there. I honestly think she was the smartest person in the in the you know in the production. Um, I think she knew she was doing a live interview with the winner of the race, and she could everybody could hear very clearly on live television, blank you, Biden, and her knowing that that can't be done, just tried to cover it and saying, "Hey, they're they're there for you." They're saying, "Let's go, Brandon," yeah. because I, I do. I, I I don't think she really thought they were saying, "Let's go, Brandon." I think she was trying to protect the broadcast. I think she was t- trying to protect the uh, uh, you know the license and the entirety of the fact that the crowd was was using the f word on live TV. So she tried to cover that up. I think people yeah. were giving her a bad rap. They're saying she thought they really were saying or she was covering it up. I, I think she did that on purpose because she knew that what was being aired was not allowed to be aired. So she tried to she tried to change it. Yeah, That's well, you know, uh, you're a lot more magnanimous and charitable than I am, Bob. But <laughs> sometimes, also, sometimes you, you, you can call the White House. Their comment line. Just leave a comment there, okay? And again, be respectful because that's who we are as conservatives. But two zero two four five six one four one one. Okay, um, uh, I've strike that. I get that was the direct line. <laughs> Oops. I doubt you're going to reach President Biden. The comment line. I've got it on my list here. The comment line again. Ready? Two zero two four five six one 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 one. And just leave a comment. Say, stop the weaponization of the FBI. Allow parents petition the school boards to address grievances. Something simple, but let them know where you stand. Give them the what for. Well, Pete, you know, I, I you know, you said, you, you know, we're talking about the United, United States not even be, being recognizable in a few years, and you're saying as absurd as that sounds. It's not absurd. It's reality. We literally have a Congress right now that is run, and we talk, I've talked about this with you before, which is mind-blowing to me. They have a four-person majority on the House. They have a zero-person majority in the Senate, and they're acting as if they have a mandate to literally remake the United States by way of this, what, what is in reality a $5.5 trillion spending bill, not $3.5. They're covering a lot of the, those, those things up. But they want to remake this, start the social engineering of America, start the, start the social credit scores, start the Green New Deal. Um, we're, we're going to try to treat, treat parents who are concerned about their kids' education as domestic terrorists. Um, we're going to force people to give up their liberties and surrender their own medical choices to the state and tell, let the state tell them what to do. Uh, because when the state can tell you what to jam into your body and what's going to impact your body, then the state can tell you anything they want to going forward. You, they know you'll go along with it if you go along with this pete i i think it's impossible with the track that we're on to think that this country won't be unrecognizable in three to five years or or less absolutely yep that, that is absolutely right and i think a lot of people and i'm talking tens and tens of millions of people responsible people recognize that this is not the tinfoil hat crowd anymore we're no. here right now if we don't stand firm at this particular juncture if we don't stand in the breach here we will lose it that's how close it is and it's not just, you know, Kirsten now, you know, being histrionic about it. 
You talk to virtually everybody, people who've put their lives on the line for this country, they are alarmed by the direction in which we're going. And if you've graduated from fourth grade and took a reasonably decent civics course, you know what the FBI is doing right now, even if they don't violate a discrete law, is just wrong and un-American. This is not what the FBI needs to be doing. And by the way, as I said, with respect to increasing crime, where are our agencies on the border? Where are our agencies with respect to you all the people coming it. into I mean, there's so much here we could talk about, Bob. Illegal aliens are being treated much better than ordinary American citizens are. This well, is reprehensible. Stop them in their tracks. Call those numbers I've just given. I heard last week that a lot of people did call. Let's do it again. Exercise our franchise with respect to petitioning the government. For a redress of our grievances. No, I agree. And we we, you, you mentioned the border. I, I, was, I know we're past our time here, but I was going to ask you, because we, we kind of skipped over that part about the reshaping of this country. New guidance issued just five days ago, September 30th, protects large classes of illegal aliens from any deportation, including farm workers, mentally ill, those who have maintained a lengthy presence in the United States, including many criminal aliens, including those who have committed domestic violence. Secretary, Secretary Mayorkas explicitly stated that people being here illegally should not alone be the basis for immigration authorities to arrest or deport someone, even though that's explicitly what is stated in the law. And this guidance goes into effect, Peter, on November 29th and will affect more than 14 million illegal aliens. DHS in this administration essentially is saying we will not deport anyone. They couldn't legally defund ICE, so what they have done is de facto defunded ICE and said this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. And ICE can't do anything we're not going to have a country if we continue to do this this is the replacement population that democrats want they want a uh, bingo that this is what it's all about i've said it before they want to turn the purple states red the red states purple eventually everybody uh, i'm sorry the, the opposite of that the red states blue or red states purple and the purple states uh, uh turn them blue and this is for a permanent democratic hegemony. And it's not democratic. That's the wrong term. This is not your yeah. father's Democratic Party. This is socialism slash communism. Uh, this is, this ICE, is drastic. This ICE is drastic. agents, under, under the Biden administration, ICE agents are averaging one arrest every two and a half months because they're not allowed to go out there and actually do their jobs. Yet the FBI is going to investigate parents for complaining about critical race theory rather than going down there and stopping drug cartels from running our border all right pete we got a lot more to do and a lot of work a lot of time to do it my friend we'll do it next week thank you good bumper music bye-bye <laughs> there you go credit to johnny hiles for that one we'll be right back download the free whk mobile app and listen to your favorite whk programs or podcasts on the go it's free in your app store. Well, we're coming back in just to say goodbye. Uh, ran a little bit long there with Peter, but uh, again, there's... I mean, Pete's right. We could we could do hours and hours and hours on this. Um, not sure exactly if we'll ever have that opportunity, but we really could, and we really need it to cover all of this in depth. Um, I'm, if you're a Facebook friend of mine... Take a look at my page today. You may not be able to look at it tomorrow. I'm probably headed for Facebook jail again because I'm going to post Dr. Fauci's actual words in that C uh, Canadian Broadcast uh, Company interview in which he basically called for communism in the U.S. Sacrifice your individual rights for the greater good of society. That's communism, and that's coming from the highest paid employee in the federal government. 
I'm going to post it. We'll see if I'm still there tomorrow. I can promise you I'll be here tomorrow, and I'll talk to you then. Be well, be free, and we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.